Hi, I'm Irene. Welcome, everybody. It is nice to see. I see a lot of familiar faces, too, so that's always nice. Um, and thank you, Dominic. That was, I loved it. <laughs> it was right on. Um, um, is that better? Okay. Um, I came into OA in 1972 when I was 32 years old. And um, in looking back, I know how mixed up and um, withdrawn my life was, but I didn't know it at the time. Um, but I was eating in a way that I had never eaten in my life. And it, it was worse. It was getting worse and worse. And it was never getting better. And um, I had gone to the doctor that day because my back had gone out and, uh, and I wanted to, her to put me in the hospital in traction or something. And she took an x-ray and um, she had, and she was this little, she was like this tall and this thin, and um, she had told me if I don't, um, she had nothing to do for me, and she said, if I don't lose that weight, she said, I'll be in a wheelchair when I'm 50. And I, I was, felt like, grabbing, and she was, and she dismissed me. Goodbye. Like, she knew there was nothing she could do. And so did I. And I, I wanted to grab onto her desk and said, don't do this. I, you don't know what I've been through. I can't stop eating. And um, so I left. I, I was afraid I was going to cry because I really wanted to tell her I can't stop but I was afraid, I didn't want to cry. So I left and I cried in my car. And I went home and my aunt, who was visiting from New York, uh, visiting my sister actually, I, I stopped at my sister's house to cry. And my aunt said, and she had lost 75 pounds that year in Overeaters Anonymous. And she said, let's go to a meeting. And, um, and I said, oh, I've been to meet, you know, I was thinking of Weight Watchers. I've been to a million meetings, doesn't work. Blah. And so she said, um, just come. So we went that night to OA. It was in a church, which well, at that time was, I, it was very uncomfortable for me being an atheist. And, um, but I went. This was a whole new way for me, because I never, if I didn't want to do something, I didn't do it. But I was lost with this. Nothing was working. I couldn't stop. I was eating. I was never hungry anymore. I was eating all the time. And I just didn't know. And I just swore that. And I was filled up. And I felt like the next bite was going to come through my nose. 
And I thought, I'm not eating that again. Look, 10 minutes later, I was looking for something, and I wasn't hungry. Anyway, when I came into OA at my first meeting, they talked about addiction. Carbohydrate addiction. I sat there in my chair, and they said this was a disease. And it's addiction. And I was immediately relieved of all the guilt that I had suffered my whole life from the age of five. I was never normal weight. And here, and here I was 32. All the things I went for were carbs. I had tomatoes rotting, lettuce was dead in the refrigerator. I mean, I wasn't looking for these things when I was hungry. Hungry. What did that mean? I was never hungry. So, thank God for OA, because the woman that was leading my first meeting had come from AA, and she said, this is an addiction. And she says, all we have to do is be clean for 24 hours. And she like promised that as long as you're clean, within 21 days, you will lose the desire for these foods. And she promised it, as long as you don't take a crumb. And I sat in my chair, <coughs> And I thought to myself, I've been in this boxing match my whole life, and I always lost. And they also read um, something, a page called How It Works from the AA book. And it said, um, going to any length going to any length. I have gone to any lengths for lots of things, but I never went to any lengths to stop eating. Never. And I thought, I'm going to do this for 24 hours, and if I feel like I'm going to die, so I'll die. I have been in pain. I've had lots of surgeries as a young person. I had a lot of surgeries painful things, and I thought, and I had been through childbirth, and I thought, if I could go through those things and not die for 24 hours, I'm going to try this. Let's see how it is. I came in on a Tuesday, and I promised myself on Thursday, if this doesn't work, I'm going to have a hot fudge Sunday. I mean, that was like a promise. I have never had a hot food Sunday that day. I have to say that. Yay! So, that was my beginning. I haven't had carbs since. And, and I'm, I'm, I love what Dominic said about his wife, putting a little bit of sugar in the thing. I thought I wouldn't have it. And it's okay that that was done, but I wouldn't 
have it. And and I, I and I'm not. I don't have anything against things like that have happened in my family, and I don't have anything against them for doing it. Oh, that's okay. I'll manage. I don't want it. And that is amazing. So for anybody who is here, who has thought about this, it really does happen. The 21 days is true. And I, I, I've, done, I've been doing this for 51 years. And I have people, my in-laws, have said to me, Irene, but you know, you're okay. You know, you're, it's not going to happen. You're okay to eat all this. And I said, you know something? I'm told, I know I have the capacity to eat an enormous amount of food. I'm very capable of it. I'm in remission. That's all it is. It's, it's there. I, I have this thing just there. It's waiting. You know, it's there. And I tell, I tell my family this. You know, they may not understand it, but it's good for me to remember. It is there, and I know it. It's not like, this is never, ever going away. It's, it is a disease, and it's a chronic disease, and it's there. And it's, I'm so happy for OA that there's a place. I don't have to take medicines and shots, and I have this. And I've gotten freedom. I was a slave. I was enslaved. I had to have it. And, and I felt like the foods knew it. They had it over me. Sounds crazy, but I, that's how entangled I was. And I lost a lot of my life because of being obese. I, um, when, I, when I was a teenager, you know, if my weight was up, I, was, I wouldn't go anywhere. I mean, I, and I like being around people. But no, I don't want they, you know, I'm fatter than I was last week. I don't want, no, I can't see them. I'm not going, I'm not going. I did things in the beginning of my marriage with my husband when I was gaining weight. And I, and he would want to go, he's a very sociable guy. And I, and I would say, I would, I would give him all kinds of nonsense. No, I'm not going, blah, blah, I'm not going. And it was all because I didn't want them to see me. I was humiliated. So it's what it's done to me. It crippled me. And OA, you know, has enabled me to blossom. And um, I tell my husband all the time, you know, when I'm sitting there, when things are going through my mind, how fortunate that I found OA. And that I was in a place, I was in a place to, to give it up. I don't want this anymore. I, I'm ready. I, I don't want it. And it's true, it happened. Now, that is my past. I, I lost 100 pounds. A um, little more, maybe. And um, getting to step four. Now, I came in an atheist. The things that when I first heard the steps at my first meeting, 
I got, I thought, whoa. None of them was, were like things I would do on my own. I mean, this was like, ugh. And, um, and then, to, to, and then the things about the God and the stuff, I mean, oh. It, it, it's such an indication for me. Um, I'm, I'm, na my natural being is don't believe. But I, when I came into OA, they didn't have the OA books in. And the AA books were the ones that we always went by. And I'm so happy they were, because they had given me so much. And <clears throat> I was reading the AA book one day. And I was in OA a couple of years by this time. And it had said, um, at some point, you, it, it's okay to use the group as a higher power for a while. But at some point, you must, 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 when I saw that word must, develop a relationship with a higher power. And when I saw the word must, my heart started going do 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 Because for me, the people and the groups and the holding hands in a circle and all that, that was my higher power, and I thought, okay, he's talking to me, and so I started to search for um, how I was going to do this, and of all the things, a priest had told me, um, he, he was, he was a, um, um, a priest that left the, whatever you call it, <laughs> and, and, and he had said to me, um, I mean, I told him, you know, that I don't believe all that crap. And he said to me, that's okay. He said, just use it. Just use it. And he said, and it's all for your good. Anything that, ha anything that your eyes rest on, it's, it's happening for a reason for you. And it's something for your benefit. All of it. So I started to do it. I mean, it just shows how, for me to actually give in, this is amazing. My family knows how, I'm, you know, stubbornness is one of my major character defects. So I started to do that, and then I was living it. It was working. And then I came to step three, where my will had to become aligned with God's will. And these were the steps before I got to step four that enabled me to tackle step four because I was terrified of it. I didn't want to do it because I, in my whole life, my relationships with people, I was always defending myself. You know, I had this big defense, but I was never looking at myself. What is it? What's motivating you? What makes you do this? And I didn't want to look at it. And then, and then later on in the program, you have to make amends. Oh, my God. 
So, and I, I'm thinking I had, you know, everybody I touched, I'm going to have to make amends to. So I started to practice these things. And by that, it gave me the courage to get to step four. But I still wasn't ready because I was procrastinating. I was putting it off. I still didn't want to do it. I didn't, you know. And then I was at, um, a friend and I went to a meeting in Pacifica. Um, I, I live in Daly City. And my, um, all my meetings at that time were in San Francisco. But they have, so we went to this meeting in Pacifica and they didn't have a speaker that night and they were playing a tape from a, um, a convention on the fourth step. Whoa. So I was listening to it and that was another thing. The way in the, in the AA Big Book, the way they had this fourth step to do it with the columns and the this and the that and I thought, what, what, what? It didn't make, it didn't connect to me. So this woman apparently had the same feeling that was I was speaking at the convention, and she said that she just started year, year, as far as she could remember, year by year. And when she got to her teenage years, if she couldn't remember what it was like, she played music from that era. And it gave her, this whole thing made me feel like I could do that. So I, I remember sitting at the meeting and I was saying to myself, and I told my friend later, tomorrow I'm going to start the fourth step. So I always wanted to, when I was thinking, sort of thinking about doing a fourth step over those years, I thought I needed a gold-bound book, you know, with gorgeous pages and the right ink. And I got when I got up in the morning, I told my friend that I was gonna, I was gonna do a half hour for every every day until I write this thing. And I wasn't working, so I, I had that kind of time. And I. Um, I got up in the morning and I thought, hmm, I don't have that book. I never bought the book with the gold and the pen. And I thought, I said, and then I said to my, like this voice came in and said, if you have to write on toilet paper, you're doing it today. So I sat down and the thing that, the thing that I, I read, you know, the fourth step in the AA book, and, and like I say, they didn't have the OA books then, and the OA 12-step book. And I put a heading on page, Searching, Fearless, and Thorough. And when I thought of searching, when I was sitting there with my pen, I thought searching. I had this vision of a surgeon in, in, a, in a surgery with a probe going, mm, dig deep, girl, go. 
and and I sat and I thought and I kept thinking about what other people had done to me and that what I did was right and I thought mm -mm, this is yours not theirs what did you do what was your reaction why 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 did you react that way? Really probe. I couldn't believe the results that I was getting from this. It was so, it was a gift of me to myself. It gave me so much. And then I had promised myself to do a half hour every day. I thought, yeah, a half hour is okay. And then I would sit down, and I had nothing to write on some days. And I thought, oh, this half hour is too much. I shortened it to 10 minutes. Because 10 minutes, I actually could sit there for 10 minutes. And then if I, and if it went longer, great, you know, but if I had nothing to write, I would say, I'm not coming up with anything today. So this went on, let me see where I am. Um, I, I was abstinent three years and nine months when I started my inventory. Oh, I wanted to say too, that one of the things that kind of prepared me for being able to do an inventory and having the courage was, I, I skipped to the 10th step first. I did a 10th step every day based on my behavior for that day. And, um, and it gave me the courage. I thought, oh, if I could do that now, then I, it's okay. I, I, I wasn't as afraid because the 10th step gave me um, the ability to know that it's okay to do it. It's not, it's not really terrifying. Um, so the searching fearless, the fearless part is God's help. Whatever I'm afraid of, God is there. And like I was told, this is all for a reason. And I call it God. Imagine an atheist calling this God. It's just easy for me. You know, higher power, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. In my case, that's what I call it. I never get into debates, by the way, about this. Um, I say I use it. I even tell my husband I use God. He believes in God. But I use it. And that's, I don't get into debate about it because I'm going to lose. I need this. I don't want to lose this. Um, and the thing about being thorough, tell it all. Don't, every ounce of feelings that I had and why I was doing it, that's the big thing. Why I was doing it. I've done many things based on my ego. My ego has been a terrible thing for me. It has stopped me from so much, including even when I was um, extremely overweight, um, socializing with people. You know, I was all worried about me, what they were going to think 
Everything was thinking about me. And they could care less, you know. Um, let me think. Where am I, um, time-wise? Uh, you uh, have uh, 14, 15 minutes left. Oh, okay. Um, let me see where I am here. It's okay. Okay, so 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 every day, for the most part, there were some days that I didn't get to it, but for the most part, every day I got to at least ten minutes. And um, and I had a friend of mine that was that happened to be an AA person, and she had joined the program about six months before after I did. And so we would always talk on the phone, and I would tell her and, and my other friends in OA about things that I was writing and things that I had discovered, and could you imagine? I'm 36 years old, I was 36 at the time. I'm 36 years old, and I realized I'm behaving the same exact way today that I did when I was six, and when I, I was writing about when I was six years old. And I was I was doing doing the same thing to my husband. Imagine I couldn't I mean, I was in a state of shock. I couldn't believe that I was still doing. I, I couldn't believe it. This was really cleaning me up. This whole thing. And so I was talking to her, and I was doing this. Months were going by. It's a long time. I had no idea when I was finished. So she said to me one day after her name was Evelyn. And I was telling Evelyn about another experience that I was writing about that I was, wow, you know, imagine. And, and Evelyn said to me, Irene, you're finished. <laughs> and it was like I was going on forever. She says, yeah, a lot of this stuff is repetition. You've already found out the reasons. You've already got the character defects listed. You're done. And it was so nice to have somebody else tell me that I was done. Because I'd still be going on with that inventory. And um, I needed that. And in, in the same way, when I had lost what I thought was all my weight, I had talked to a uh, Three different people in the program I called up to ask them if they thought I was at a normal weight. Because I, I, I thought I was, but I don't know. And they said, no, you have to decide that. I can't tell you. That was the best thing that they had. Three of them, and totally unrelated people. They all said, that's your decision, not mine. And that was great. They had no idea how great that was. So um, what I did, obviously, while I was writing my inventory, I was talking to people every single day about, about this. It was such a big thing. It was such a big thing for me, the inventory. And it was such a great thing for me which I, I feared. I feared it so much, and it did so much for me. And, and so I, t I was telling them the things that I had found out of the, of the details about it. 
And so when it came to step five, I, I, I went through the formality of it, but in the big book, it talks about a, um, a, this major experience, like with light flashing and a spirit comes in. And, no, I think writing it did that for me. But giving it away, I was doing it every single day. So I, I, had, I had two close friends in the program, and it was so long, it was like hundreds of pages. You know, who's going to want to sit and listen to this? And, and it took several visits with these two different people. And I did it with the pages in front of me just for the formality that I did what I was supposed to do. I was sitting in front of another person rather than on the phone and doing what I was supposed to do, which is like, this is not how I was. I was not, I just did everything that I wanted to do, not that, you know, someone else told me to do. I didn't do anything anybody told me to do if I didn't want to. So, um, this was a whole new thing. It's, it's like when I, you know, brought my pages to these people's houses, sat there for hours, had discussions about what I had written. And I felt like afterwards when I left to go home, God was patting me on the back. Yes, you did right. You did right. You work in the program. And that, I needed that. I, feel, I felt very fulfilled. Um, very different than I had felt in most of my life. I can't read that, I'm sorry. Ten minutes? Okay. So, um, obviously, OA has done tremendous amount for me. Um, I'm no longer withdrawn. I'm... Um, much more giving than than I ever have been. My my family, I'm, you know, I, I'm a stubborn person, and my family, we were all sitting around my house when my grandchildren, they're adults and have kids, and sitting in my house, and we were talking about um, oh my stubbornness, and, and I was saying, isn't it amazing how 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 I'm not so stubborn anymore. <laughs> my, my two grandchildren, my daughter's children, and my daughter looked at each other and they went, really? <laughs> so I'm still working on it. <laughs> so um, anyway, I really don't have any more to say. The fifth step, like I say, was, was very nice that these people stayed with me for hours several times and listened to me. And um, the, the, the fourth step, I couldn't have done it without developing a relationship with a higher power. I didn't have the courage. And that gave it to me. And then um, sharing it with other people was was really, really, you know, especially the phone calls every day and that kind of thing. That was major for me. I'm glad I had the time to do it, too. I was fortunate. So, thank you all. Thank you.
Wonderful.